Hi, and welcome to Parenting Today for Tomorrow podcast. My name is Josh Canaram. I'm one of the pastors here at Valleydale Church, and we are so excited that you've joined us on this journey through parenting. Our goal is simply this, to help you navigate the craziness that it is raising a child in this world. Our mission here at Valleydale is simple. We are generations helping our busy community know Christ and live for Him. And that's what we want to do. We want to help you raise a generation that knows Christ and lives for Him every day. Along the way, if you have any questions, we would love for you to send those on to parenting at valleydale.org. We would love as a staff or or, uh, as pastors to answer those questions. Also, in a future episode of the podcast, we'll be dealing with those big issues that you have in mind. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Hey, and welcome back to the Parenting Today for Tomorrow podcast. Uh, My name is Josh Canaram. I am your host and also the student pastor here at Valleydale Church. I'm here with Chuck McCammon, who is our children's pastor, and we are excited to have the opportunity today to continue our conversation on technology. Uh, We had a great conversation last Mm -hmm. time. Uh, It was about just this idea of knowing what's out there. And so now we're aware. Today, we're going to try to figure out what do you do with that knowledge. So it's going to be fantastic. Uh, last time we talked about how many devices are in the in the home. I would ask today, uh, what do you think your home would be like if all of the devices were just gone for a week? Oh wow! I think at first it would be like going off of coffee. Yes, you know you would a lot have of jitters, a lot of jitters, a lot of uh, gnashing of teeth. But I think eventually you begin to fill in the gap of, okay, what do I do with my life now? Mm-hmm. And how do I fill this time that used to be filled on online? Yeah. I think you'd figure it out. I think that we would discover a lot of the toys that I was really mm-hmm. frantically buying in certain Christmases and then yes. got replaced by screens. So I would be excited by that. Sure. Um, It'd be like Christmas again. You know what I would have to do, though? I'd probably have to talk to my family a lot more. And No, mm-hmm. that's a great thing. That's, that's a good, good thing. thing. That's right. That's, that is a, that's a positive thing. I love them. Love getting to spend time. Well, with and then you can discover this whole thing called outdoors, which is I'm not familiar. Which I'm, is just outside yeah. of your house. I think I think okay. we know that. That's uh, that's that yeah. place I mow sometimes. So that's good. <laughs> uh, well, listen, we're going to talk now uh, about this idea of boundaries. So we talked about being aware. We just need to know what's out there. We need to know mm-hmm. what's going on. Now we're going to talk about setting up some boundaries. You had a great conversation in an earlier episode about boundaries, where we were able to dig into just general home boundaries. Now we're talking about specifically boundaries around technology. And uh, I have some, some kind of guidelines. If we we're, if we're mm-hmm. going to ask, if somebody said, how do I set these boundaries? I don't really know what to do. Here's, here's my, my best advice. Number one, you've got to be really specific. Uh, yes. You've got to be specific because children at any age are lawyers because they're <laughs> always looking for the loophole. They're always looking for the word you left out. They, they, they want to find ways, especially for things they really want to do. We're all like this, so it's not just yes. children. If there's something we really want to do, we're going to try to figure out a way to do it. And that's the same thing with technology. Because they love it, because it is a part of their life, they're going to pursue it. And we need to be very specific. We also need to be consistent. So a right. specific boundary, a consistent boundary, where it, it doesn't fluctuate days of the week. You know, well, we... We don't really believe that now, but that was really for yesterday. That's that's not going to work because what, what's going to happen is is they're just they're not going to believe you anymore. They're going to p- keep pushing with any boundary. There's always that pushback, and if that right. pushback is successful, you get more pushback. more pushback. Yeah, and right. and it's just not going to work right. Uh, reasoned. This is something I think parents miss. Uh, kids at any age can somewhat be reasoned with, meaning you can give them the reasons why you're making these decisions. They don't have to agree. 
That's okay. But you do need to communicate the reasons. I, I think a lot of parents fail to explain themselves. They just say, well, I said so. Or it's for your benefit. But they don't understand why. There, there's a lot of things you can say here, especially with technology. So I'm trying to protect you. I'm trying to keep you out of uh, using your time poorly even. you sure. know, I'm trying to help you have other hobbies outside. of Just specific reasons on why you want to limit the technology or why you're building some boundaries around. And then the last one is mutually understood. Again, the kids don't have to agree, but they have to understand. You have to know that they know. Because like you said earlier in an earlier episode, if you don't communicate the expectation, then it, you might as well not have one right. because you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Just some examples of some boundaries uh, on technology. I, I think some great examples might be that there's a certain time. You know, you have a, have a two-hour window where you can play video games on the weekend. But after that, we want you to do some other things. And mm-hmm. so on a Saturday you can use your two hours however you want, but that's that's what you've got. Uh, in our home, because we have a little older kids, uh, the phones, the phones have got to be, they do not stay in the rooms. That's one of the rules. And we stop texting. We stop interacting with our friends because, like last week, we talked about friends are always present. They are, right. they are now omnipresent in our homes and in our lives. There's a point usually around about 8 o'clock if homework's done. Uh, 8 o'clock, the phones disappear. We kind of wind down. We get away from the drama for a second, and we just lock into going to sleep right. so I can go to sleep. Well, I've even heard of a few families, uh, I don't know if a point system is the way to go, but yeah. earning the privilege to be having some screen time. That's good. You know, so you maybe you have your homework done, you have your chores done, yeah. then you have a few minutes or an hour or so to do enjoy the screen time. That's right. Whatever, whenever it is, communicate Mm -hmm. it, establish it, be consistent with it. uh, Make sure everybody knows and then, and then roll with that. And again, this is one of those boundary situations where not everybody's going to be the same. You know, you may not have the convictions I have, or you may not have the schedule I have. Your family has a different rhythm. It's totally fine. The goal is healthy children, children who are healthy emotionally, who are healthy physically, who are who are healthy spiritually, and if that is created in your environment, that, that's really the ultimate goal. It's not to make rules for rules' sake. Right. And, and I think if we can explain it to our students and kids, they know that. Uh, another part of, of leading with wisdom in the home is also knowing the tools that are available. We hit on this a little bit in the last episode. Uh, one of the best tools that you have for kids who have phones, so older kids, obviously, is uh, screen time. Screen mm-hmm. time on Apple phones. Uh, I know Android phones have similar tools. Uh, but screen time is is a is a great thing. Now, in new Apple phones, screen time is also your parental controls. And so you can scroll through. You can set limits on apps. You can delete certain apps. Mm-hmm. You know when they ask for apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of the one of the loopholes is that I know that we have students who delete an app on their way home from school and on the way to school they get an app. That way, their parents don't know they have it. Well, screen time can prevent that from happening. You know. Kids are sneaky, not because they're evil, but because we all have sin in our hearts and we all like to do what we like to do. Uh, so that's just an example. Like you could set those kind of boundaries. So screen time is very important, especially content restrictions. We you've got to have you've got to have content restrictions on your phones, girls and guys. It's just that is just important, basic wisdom, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and even maybe no browsers, especially for younger kids. I think disabling browsers for Kindles or for tab all those tablets, they don't you know. They need to hit Wikipedia up, do it together. It'll be great. I don't know what else they really need to look up. Um, Life 360 is an app for older kids. That's a great example. A lot of our families mm-hmm. use that, especially when you have drivers. That's a yes. great use of technology. It's been very helpful in our family to know where our kids are. Uh, not that we're tracking their every move, right. but 
Uh, especially with one in college, yeah. um, to know um, yeah, he made it home. He, That's right. You know, uh, especially when uh, kids were not sure when kids were going to be home from practice or mm-hmm. some type of event uh, that was at the school, uh, to know, hey, they're still here without having to text them and interrupt them. Right. Uh, you can quickly see, okay, they're they're leaving now, or now I know because they're on the road that they should be home in 20 minutes or 15 minutes, and then I you know, know to worry if they're 30 minutes and yeah. has gone by and they're not home. That's great. Uh, another one, this is a little more tech savvy, but you can easily find this on YouTube. It's learning how to limit access to devices through your router. So mm-hmm. your wireless router actually can be turned off for certain times or password can be changed pretty easily mm-hmm. and so i know some parents change the wi-fi password every day and then they give the password if they like you said earn the right to technology mm-hmm. so you can't get on the xbox because you don't know the password <laughs> and so just in case your children need a little extra push that's a great way to do that and again you can find mm-hmm. that through youtube and then individual app settings every app has its own settings and you need to be pretty wise on this uh, because Sometimes even kids' apps have access to the great wide world, and not everybody on that app might be a kid. And so we right. just need to be be smart there. Or there are other kids who are actually pretty um, who are pretty bad, mm-hmm. uh, and they don't need to be exposed to that. Sure. I would say like that's a great example. Even with um, even with this whole idea of uh, you know screen time and all of these things, there, there's still a lot of ways for your kid to interact with people. Um, and we have to be wise. I, I think video games are a great example of that. Is sometimes we don't recognize that there are problems uh, associated with them just talking to random people. You know, sometimes it can be good. We had a student who uses Fortnite to evangelize, uh, which is a great, a great thing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. nice that he has that desire. So he he gets on there and starts playing with random people and starts talking about his faith, and that's cool. But, but that's a kind of an exception because yeah. for the most part, you're just going to hear kids use a lot of profanity or talk bad or, or do a lot of right. things. So, you know, limiting access, knowing what your kids are experiencing, those are some tools, uh, even individual apps, even individual things. The, the next thing would be this. Uh, I believe that, that technology is always an ongoing conversation. So if you, just because you said it one time, you've got to continue to talk about it and, sure. and make sure that you restate why there are, re- there are limits, why that you're making decisions. You also have to talk with kids about like who they're following, uh, who's influencing them, what they're watching. Uh, I'm sure that you've seen this, mm-hmm. just, just how, how much knowledge kids can get from, you know, following a particular person on YouTube or, and, oh, yeah. and then how they like to emulate that. You yes, know? Do. Uh, in our home, we do a lot of trick shots because my son loves Dude Perfect. Right. And so if I ever see a bunch of baskets and a bunch of pillows propped up and a basketball <laughs> sitting somewhere, I realize that William has probably just watched a Dude Perfect video, mm-hmm. and now we are in the process of recreating them. Right. I just hope they don't ever do a video with fire. Uh, that, is, <laughs> that, would be, that would be tragic. That's going to get wild. Well, and the thing is, you know, you have, ex, you have had conversation in your home about a certain app or a certain piece of technology, and then a new one comes. Yeah. Well, you haven't talked about that. And in your mind, the, the same principles apply. But mm-hmm. in their mind, this is totally foreign and different. We, have, we haven't discussed this. This is new territory. And until you put some parameters on it, it's the wild, wild west. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, don't, don't expect everybody's playing by the good rules. Right. Uh, and then also, we talked, we talked a little bit about this last week or last episode. But this idea of 
helping your child navigate other people's decisions with technology because they are going to encounter. In fact, most of the time that they're going to encounter things that they're not supposed to watch or they're not supposed to listen to or or whatever it might be, it's probably going to be on somebody else's device. And that, that can happen anywhere on the bus, on the, on, you know, in the band room in anywhere. Like it's just part of, part of life. And so what, what we have to do is help our kids understand their own values and understand their own limits, and and I, I probably pray that they hold to those. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a hard situation for a child. Um, but the more that we build that into them, the more they understand that, mm-hmm. the more that they own that. You know, they can know they're not supposed to watch something, but when they know why and why it would be be hurtful or or not helpful, then maybe that helps them make that decision sure. when they're at the friend's house. And uh, I know we've had a situation where uh, one of our kids was at a friend's house. They put a movie on it was it was outside of the range of what we wanted the parents there felt like it was fine the other kids had seen it but our child knew that it wasn't something they're supposed to watch and in this instance i'm really thankful for it they just asked if we could maybe switch the movie mm-hmm. and just said i don't know if i'm really supposed to do that and, and the parents were, were happy to do it everybody was fine that takes a lot of courage though because sure. what if the kids were like I want to watch this really bad. And so what do you, what do you do there? But again, if we hadn't had that conversation and if they didn't know, then we would have had to deal with, in this case, we would have had to deal with a lot of nightmares. Well, the but conversation allows them to have that conversation in the moment. Yes. Yes. It gives them language, gives them freedom, um, and, and empowers them to have that. But otherwise it's peer pressure Yeah, and, and oh, it's, yeah. it's magnified peer pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're, they're not in their home situation. That's right. And so it's kind of hard to dictate terms in somebody else's house, mm-hmm. and that's how it feels. And, yeah, so equipping them to have that conversation, equipping them to recognize situations as they're unfolding yeah. is, is huge. Absolutely. Um, one of the other great conversations we can have, mm-hmm. and this is so important for people of faith, is that we talk about how the Bible speaks into this. Yes. You know, our kids need to know that the Bible speaks into every element of life. It may not speak directly, you know, there is nowhere that it says in in any of the books of the Bible, here is how long you will use your iPhone in one given day. Right. You, uh, you won't find that. You will not. You will not. You won't even find uh, Twitter in there. It's crazy. No. Uh, but you but you do see a lot of things. So this idea of, of maybe helping your kids understand, you know, we want to focus our minds on whatever is noble, whatever is true. And so we sure. avoid the things that are. And if we want to be slow to speak because we do have to we also have to teach our kids not only how to experience online, but on how to actually communicate online because it's a different language. I think it's sure. almost teaching them how to, to have a different language. You need to to know how they're communicating, help them coach, mm-hmm. coach them on how to respond. Uh, I had a conversation recently explaining that sarcasm doesn't go well on text messages mm-hmm. because the, the tempted response was, I was like, I said, well, they won't, they'll think you're really mean and you're not mean. So don't, don't send that. And they're like, well, it's funny. I'm like, well, it won't be funny without a smile. And you're not going to be able to smile right. even if you put the emoji of a smile in there that won't, they won't get it. So how to speak. So knowing that you're slow to, the Bible speaks about how we, how we speak all the time, sure. slow to speak, you know, how you can set a forest fire with a word, you know, it's, it's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and this is their digital language. I think my, my kids and students probably type more words than they talk for sure. Oh, sure. Uh, and, and so they're, they're communicating. We need to help them biblically communicate. Well, when James talks about taming the tongue, yeah. we sometimes don't think of our text yeah. because it uses our thumbs That's right. as our tongue. But in a sense, it is. 
and we have to be mindful of what we text and what we put out there that's right in digital form just like we would and we would hope to have the same kind of uh, Christian witness yeah uh, on our social life as we would our actual yeah. life our, our online identity nowadays is our identity Absolutely. You know? and, and that that's in some ways that's more who we're known for than even our physical being mm-hmm. which is probably a bad thing but it is what it is yeah. uh, the other thing, the Bible talks about how we use our time wisely and how we use it to glorify God in everything we do. And so we talk about technology limitations there. So understanding how does the Bible speak into my child's online life and in their tablet usage is really big. Absolutely. Uh, let me just say this, too. Uh, the, this is the hardest part for me sometimes. Uh, this is the, kind of the fifth part. And that is this. If we're going to be wise with technology, we have got to model good behavior for our children. Right. Um, I am convicted of this every time I talk about it because I know that I'm on my phone too much. Uh, and for me, just to be honest uh, with our listeners and with you, I, it's, a, it's a place where I can kind of relax. It's my downtime. And so I justify it sometimes saying, well, just, this is how I relax. This is how I calm down. But the, the problem there is uh, sometimes I am too relaxed and, and forget that I'm actually supposed to be engaging with my family or having those conversations or I'm, or I'm in, I'm, you know, even, even just reading a book on my phone, I'm really into that and it can travel with me everywhere and I miss out on things. And so I've got to model that, that behavior. Um, our kids know when we're not listening to them. Right. You know, one of the biggest desires they have is when they speak to us that we would listen. That's at all, at all ages, you know, they may have a lot of words, mm-hmm. but those words are really important to them and, and they can know when we're not really paying attention. Same way you and I know, you know, sure. if, if you were over here and you're, uh, you know, just checking your messages and I'm asking questions and, and you know, just we, you feel bad and they can feel that same way. But they also are going to start modeling that. So they're going to start doing that to you now. And we have to be able to 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 operate out of a place of of modeling versus just yelling and telling uh, time usage. Another one, uh, time management. And frustrations. I think one of the things we forget sometimes is how frustrated the content on our phone can make us. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get on there and you see something social media and it upsets you or it kind of puts you in a bad mood or, or you're texting because you're having that work conversation that goes deep into your time where you're supposed to be at home and you get frustrated. They can sense that. I think kids are really good typically at sensing the temperature of a room. Sure and are. social media, a lot of the media technology we use can actually put us in a kind of a bad mood. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to be mindful because what that's telling them is that this device has a lot of control even over our emotions. And then they're going to, they're not going to see that problem in them when it, it has the same effect. Yeah. Well, and one of the, one of the, th- things that we talk about around here is, you know, where are you investing yeah. your time in the digital world? Like you said, it's a tool. Yeah. It's good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you investing your time in, in, in a digital world? Right. Or in the actual real world? Uh, not that the one doesn't have consequences. It does. Yeah. And can be used for good or bad. Absolutely. But the one that's going to matter is, is the one that's filled with flesh and blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that you can look, look in the eye. Exactly. And, and have a, real conversation with yeah it, it is uh and i think our kids are losing the ability to have those kind of conversations i i would 100 percent agree i think you see that in any kind of social situation where they're forced to be present mm-hmm. uh, and then you know usually it's just everybody on their phone standing around each other yes. and they probably are talking to each other on the sure. text message but sure. just not in real life well we were in a hotel this weekend and my son wanted an extra set of shampoo and soap mm-hmm. so we said well okay that's your call you're going to call the front desk and ask for that yeah 
it was like he, he couldn't speak. Uh, <laughs> once there was a, a person on the line, it was like, yeah. uh, 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 and couldn't spit it out. Yeah. And we're coaching him to say this. You know, <laughs> it just because he's probably on his phone wondering where the hotel app is so he can just be, I would like you to deliver this. <laughs> yeah, he would much rather just text right. and, and show up. Makes sense to but, me. But I'd have to actually yeah. ask an adult or actual person. Was mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's a important concept. Yeah. Well, it, it is it's incredibly important. So again, we have to model it, just kind of revise, revisit these things. You know, ongoing conversations, mm-hmm. so important. You don't think you've settled it one time because you're going to have to have, like any conversation with anything in your family, you're going to have to have that conversation multiple times. Set some positive boundaries. Be specific. Mm-hmm. Be consistent. Be reasoned. Be mutually understood. And then use those tools we have. We have sure. a lot of tools. You just got to know about them and make sure you're using them consistently. So And network with other parents. Find out what they're doing. And, and yeah. you know, share stories and, and mm-hmm. wisdom. Yeah. And uh, support one another. That's right. And, and there's a lot of those things out there. And there's always more to learn. And, it, yes. and you're going to have to keep learning. This yes. is a thing that evolves. You, you don't... Right. You don't ever know enough because tomorrow there's going to be a new thing right. and there's going to be a new thing. And so you are in a journey of learning. You have not arrived yeah. and I haven't arrived. I'm around it all the time. I still am blown away by what is new and Every what's day. next. If I knew what Every was going day. to be next, I'd make a lot more money because I'd make that, <laughs> but I'm just learning as we go. So, uh, well, hey, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks sure. for this conversation, Glad for your here. wisdom here. And uh, for you guys out there, if you have any questions, if this conversation has uh, has just spurred some questions and you're like, well, I know you're giving us some specifics, but what, what should I do in this situation? We have some great resources for that. Email us at parenting at valleydale.org. That is a way for us to communicate with you, uh, answer those questions, and then some of those questions that will be used for a later episode uh, that will address uh, just some of the dialogue that we've been having going back and forth, and we'd love to interact with you in that way. Hey, thank you so much. We pray that this has been helpful as you parent your team in this crazy world and in your child and your preschooler and everybody else. It is a journey, and we're excited to be on it with you. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. We hope you found this podcast encouraging and helpful as you raise your child. If you have any questions, send those on to parenting at valleydale.org. We'll see you next time.